Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raisin Grace Studio. I want to give a big shout out to Williams Tire Nobles Networking, Par Hopper, our official golf apparel sponsor of the show. Also, thanks to the boys over at Proud 90 Golf. I appreciate the stuff that y'all send me as well. Uh, Gridiron Coffee Company. Uh, Brad, you're killing it up there and making, brother. I, I sure appreciate everything that you send. Uh, let's see what else. Our management company, Red Circle. Thank you for all the corporate sponsors that you have lined up for the show. We appreciate it. Drizzly, the alcohol delivery company. You guys have been awesome to us so far, and thank you for the stuff that you sent me. Uh, about a month ago, I made a post on Facebook at, or on uh, TikTok, and I started asking you guys, who are some of the people that you wanted to have on my show? Who were some of the stories that you wanted to hear? And um, this fella, I didn't know he was from Georgia. Uh, he got tagged in it a couple times. And I've looked at his stuff the past month, and I was like, you know what? I want to get this guy on my show. So I'm excited to introduce to y'all Mr. Nick Sargent from Dalton, Georgia. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing awesome. What about you? I'm good, dude. It is. You're the first guy on here that's had a solid beard besides me. <laughs> well. What can I say? It's genetics, right? That's right. How long have you been growing yours? Uh, close to a year. I've had it trimmed twice. I think I might have cut off four or five inches probably, and I'm about at seven right now, so I'd probably be around 11 or 12 if I wouldn't have had uh, two trims. What uh, what made you start growing one? Uh, just going to see if I could, to be honest with you, man. I always had like goats. <laughs> I always had like a small goatee, and uh, I think it was No Shave November, man, of last year. Matter of fact, I think it's when I started growing out my goatee, and I was like, started growing out my sides a little bit, and I said, let's just see what it looks like. So that kind of what started it. It looks good on you. It's a solid mount. Don't you have from uh, – I've watched some of your stuff on uh, TikTok. Don't you have uh, some beer products and stuff that you that either you make or promote? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, when I started growing it out, I got really sensitive skin. Uh, I had severe acne growing up, and I have scars, and that's one of the other reasons why I decided to grow the beard to hide the scars. And, man, it just seemed like everything I was using was drying me out or just stunk, and I just didn't like it. And I just started doing research, man, and I came out with my own my own kit, man, uh, beard oil. I have the wash, I have the butter, I have the balm. I make it all in-house. I got a small warehouse. I bottle everything. I label everything. Uh, anything that I ship out is came from these hands. So it's all handmade, all natural, no chemicals. It's good stuff, man. Did really I, proud of it. Did I read the name right there? It's called Holy Beards. Yes. Uh, my daughter... My daughter named it uh, from Jesus. Jesus had a holy beard. So that's kind of the, where the name came from. That's cool. I like that. I like that. My company's yeah, name. Yeah. My, my company uh, is named after my daughter as well. Uh, 
Well, my my company is called Raising Grace Studios, but it stands for somewhere. Okay. Between, it's called some. It stands for somewhere between Raising Hill and Amazing Grace. And, I got you. Uh, so, and plus, my daughter's named Gracie, so everybody gets to see me raising Grace. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of people spoke very well about you, and uh, I don't know. I'm a little rough around the edges. Uh, kind of uh, got my own beliefs and everything in this world, mm-hmm. and people that listen to the show we have a lot a lot of listeners and i appreciate them for making us to where we've been in the top 100 a couple times since we started a year ago in october and uh they said that me and you would probably have a very good show so i'm looking for i'm looking forward to this um so you're from dalton right uh i live in dalton uh i am from uh harlan kentucky Woo! Uh, not the harlan kentucky Yes, yes, sir. I, I came down whenever I was 18 years old, and uh, I didn't want to go into coal mines, man. My dad's behind me right here is a picture of him. Uh, coal mining took his life, and uh, I didn't want no part of that. So I came down here with an old pickup truck. I don't know if you've seen it on any of my channels, the old blue truck that I have. Yeah. Uh, it was his. He gave it to me. It's a 90 model. And I came down here with that truck and $50 in my pocket, and I've been here for 20 years plus going on my 20 21 years dude that's cool uh yeah. i i love uh i love all the stories and the the just the nostalgia about harlan kentucky bloody harlan i'm sure you've heard of that right yeah 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 is it actually like that mm-hmm. it's when the union and the non-union coal mines was uh was fighting each other to be union and the non-union wanting to be union yeah i mean the train tracks they'd block the roads and People couldn't get to work, and I reckon a couple people died through it all. It was pretty bad. What made you pick Georgia? My brother, uh, he's in the military, and he was stationed down here in Calhoun, Georgia. Are you familiar with Calhoun? I am. Yeah, uh, he was right there. If you go in downtown Calhoun, there on the right in Sugar Valley, that's where he was at. And uh, He's seen all the carpet mills and seen a great opportunity for a better life. He also didn't want to go into coal mines. And then uh, he, I stayed with him and uh, until I got on my own feet and got my own house. So uh, cool, he, he helped me out a lot. Yeah. That's cool. So when uh, I saw, I've seen some of your stuff to where you're obviously military supportive, which thank you mm-hmm. for that. Uh, Absolutely. We need more folks doing that. Um, where, did you serve or just your brother? No, my, my brother, my dad, my uncles, uh, man, I was 300 pounds. I was always, I would have went in, but I'm sure they would have, <laughs> uh, they would have put me through boot camp and shredded that weight, but I, I don't know, man. I, I regret it. I wish I would have, but I've, I've, I've lost a lot of weight since then. And, uh, that kind of stopped me right there. I was just really big and huge. I couldn't run. And, uh, I didn't think, I, I didn't think it was for me at that time, but now I would. But now I'm 37 years old, so too old now. I see why folks (laughs) wanted me and you to talk now. Um, I I started off the same way. I've been working in country radio um, and other things before I started my own studio uh, this time last year. And uh, the reason I got started in social media in the first place about five, six years ago is I was like 330 pounds, went through a real Mm -hmm. bad uh, time in my life. I've shredded a bunch of that weight since then. And uh, it was a – it was – a real motivating factor for me to change my life and do some different things. What, um, so when you got down here, tell us a little about, cause, uh, 
I've listened to some of your story. One, one of the things that I do when I'm having a guest on is uh, I'll, I'll peek at one or two of your videos just to kind of get a sense mm-hmm. of who you are to make sure you're not somebody I don't want to have on the show. I've had to cancel like two right. or three shows because I think I don't like a lot of people on social media. I get, uh, I get in trouble about it all the time because this is the world I live in, the world I work in. But there's, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not going to promote certain people. But it seems like you've, you've been through a lot. Uh, your faith has been challenged a good bit, and yes. it's, it seems like it's made you a very, very good man. Um, I don't know where you would want to start in your story, but if there was a listener that is uh, tuning in right now that has not got a chance to hear your story, what tell them about you? Go start it, and you know, kind of give them a piece of you. Don't let. Uh... Don't let nobody hold you back. What I mean by that is not physically. You know, there's not been anybody hold me back physically, like literally put their arms around me and say, you can't do this. But I've allowed so many people hold me back with their words. And I was I was the follower. I wasn't the leader. I was the one that felt like I couldn't do nothing. And I just kind of hid in the shadows. And I was very anxiety, took, took root depression um i'm a three-time suicide survivor you know a drug dealer i was on drugs really bad uh i did all that man just try to fit in with people and like i said i i I try to teach my daughter man she's 15 and even me and you can admit here this generation's different you know they they're raised with a lot of electronics in their hand and uh they really can't help it you know we just gotta try to, to adapt in a way of supporting them without them getting too much of it, but it's out there. So they're going to eventually get a hold of it regardless. How many times we say they can't get on social media. It's there. Uh, we was raised up with Walkmans and Ataris and, you know, riding a bicycle with the, with the uh, baseball card, you know, flapping in the wind, you know, that was kind of our thing. But uh, man, I just, whenever I decided to lead, and, and, and just be an example of, of those that were struggling with depression and anxiety, man. I'm, it's, it was amazing to me. I guess I had to go through that so I could help get people out of it. Because especially in the world we live in today, there's a lot of bad news. And if you really allow it to take root and if you really take it in, nobody wants to leave the house. I mean, it's very bad out there, you know. So you just got to really cipher through it all and be a leader through it and uh, that's kind of what i've done man through my suicide attempts uh for those that feels like it's at the end uh we've actually talked five out of committing suicide on uh my tiktok channel where it got to the it got really bad to where i told them to call me and we actually talked them out of uh, out of those chances one lady was gonna take a bottle of pills another guy had a gun so uh, I've been very blessed, man. I'm, I just, I love hearing people's stories. We're not all the same. So why do we want to try to act like it? Just because I don't like something don't mean you shouldn't. And I shouldn't have to push it on you. So, you know, people's got missed emotions, man. It's really a tough time for a lot of people. And we just need to have that ear to hear and just be there, man. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at on TikTok. You know, uh, I, I pray for people every night. You know, because I realize maybe they don't have nobody praying for them. And that's why I say, you know, grab my hand because I realize there's some people go to sleep by themselves without a spouse or maybe their spouse has died on them and they're alone. 
And I just like for people to know that they're not alone, that uh, I'm here and some other people. Uh, I, I don't like social media neither, man. I see a lot of fake, and I'm sure you do too. I can suffer through the fake, and it's really sad. But, you know, thank God for the good. You know, thank, you know, for those that's willing to, to be real, man, and have a real story to help, you know. Yeah, uh, I know why they wanted me and you to link up now. I'm uh, also <laughs> – I'm a suicide survivor. We teach classes here at the studio. Uh, we call it our still riding sessions um, to where we mm -hmm. have people that come into the studio. We don't record. We don't monetize it. But uh, we sit around. We open up. Everybody talks about their story. We all try to be each other's support system. And it's just uh, we call it still riding sessions because we're still telling our story when we shouldn't be. And, uh, yeah. dude, you, you, you said a lot of things. You said a lot of things I believe in. I think that you're probably yeah. the more uh, – the more, how do I put this without putting myself down? Um, I, me and you are a lot alike. I think I always say this. I say that there's preachers in this world and then there's warriors in this world. There's some people that are meant to go out there and battle and be able to hang out with the sinners and still show their love for God. And mm -hmm. when it's time to actually fight for that, then they fight for it. And then you have people that are preachers that are, they, they lead by more of a, a, a cleaner example. I don't live my life by a clean example. I'm a Christian, but I am not an example setter. I, I do a lot of stuff that I shouldn't do, but uh, good Lord and me, we will work that out one day. And that's, that's just my relationship. I think it's everybody's personal relationship with God is the only one that matters anyway. I don't care what anybody else says. Um, but it seems like you, you're a, a more positive outlook on all that than I am. I, we all I mean, you believe in a lot of the same things uh, that you just said, almost all of them. I just think I'm a little bit more rougher around the edges than you are. You've seen a lot more clean cut than I am. Well, I mean, I just try my best. I don't want to be that stumbling block to prevent someone from getting the help that they need. And uh, I just try my best, man, just to really uh, – just be real and be, you know, I'm, I'm one of these guys. I've done a lot of, uh, what's it called? Uh, rehabs, uh, before COVID hit, I was going to one or two rehabs a month. And these guys would be like, man, I, I ain't seen my kids in years. And I'm like, well, stop doing what you're doing. You know I mean? It's, it's just, you know, just being real with people and letting them know they can beat their, uh, What's holding them back? You know, if it's drugs or whatever it is, you know, you, we can beat this. I'm very strong-minded of a person. When, you know, just like when I lost all that weight, it took me six years. I didn't do no magic cleanse or do anything. I just, man, if you're going to spend money, spend it on food. That's what I was telling people. Spend it on clean food. If you're going to spend money on protein, buy food, chicken breast you know and stuff like that so i was taking my own food and eating small meals man i, I went from like two 295 took me like three years to get down to like 220 of muscle you know i mean it was and i'm like 260 now 270 on a good day somewhere around there but it took six years everybody wants fast you know give it to me now they don't want to work for it but fall in love with the process man that's what I tell people. Your story isn't over. You know, it's, you may go, you may be going through a bad chapter right now, man. We don't know what the next chapter holds in our life. You know, just if you give up, you'll never see what's the next chapter in your life. 
Yeah. That's I'm, why we keep, that's why we keep pushing, you know? Yeah. I'm a big believer in the fact that, that only the people who are worthy of a blessing receive a blessing. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of times that we are struggling at the worst part of our life when we're this close to receiving a blessing, when we're mm -hmm. inches away. But I feel right. like it's God or the universe, whatever somebody believes in, is testing them. And, and a weaker person, they break. They don't get their blessing. The, the strong yeah. people, the ones that walk by blind faith, are the ones that are going to hit their knees and know that I can't do this anymore. I don't know why I'm still doing this anymore, but I'm going to continue doing it, and I'm going to keep moving forward. And usually yeah. when you do that, I mean, it's cliche, but it is darkest right before the dawn. And mm -hmm. it is where if you'll just keep pushing – Soon as you get around that corner, your blessings is looking at you in your face. It's 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 testing, man. It's like yeah. I preached I preached a message one time. I had a guy, had two guys hold up a hefty, extra strength, hefty trash bag. And I got the biggest guy, he was like almost seven foot in the audience of the church. And I said, and I knew what he was gonna do. I said, I want you to punch through this bag. And he thought he was Hercules. He thought he was going to go right through it. And I said, what's wrong, man? Oh, you couldn't do it. And he tried it again. I said, this is a hefty bag, dude. And he was keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And he finally got through. And I said, how many times do we think we're just going to go right through something? He, he had all intentions of going right through, but it didn't work. A lot of times I have intentions of going right through too, but it don't always work. You gotta keep digging. You gotta keep pushing. He finally made it through the hefty bag, but he didn't. He thought he was just gonna walk up there and be a, be Hercules, but it didn't happen. And that's that's similar to our our walk, man. If it was easy, every everybody would do it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody could do it if it was easy. So it's it's definitely not easy at all. But thank God for the the, the strong ones that are willing to lead the, the weak. Yeah, willing to willing to carry the weak. You know what I'm saying? And be there for the weak to Absolutely. see them get strong. You know. No, I agree with you. I, I don't think life is fun, and I don't think it has the meaning that it has if everything was easy. I think, oh, yeah. I think some things have to be learned just the hardest mm -hmm. way possible. Mm -hmm. like, like as far as like, we'll even say like your weight loss and my weight loss. It was real easy for us to eat a cheeseburger. It was real easy. Oh, yeah. It was real easy for us to go through McDonald's and order forty nuggets. You know, but. Mm -hmm. It was hard for us to lose that weight. It makes me now at 34, I just turned 34 last week. It's where I value my health more now because I went through mm -hmm. that process. If yeah. I would not have went through that process, I probably would have still been like, if I would have just maintained and just said, okay, yeah. this is good enough, I'd probably be in horrible, horrible health. And it just wouldn't mean nothing to me. It'd just be another sandwich. Instead, now when I order something, the majority of the time I'm looking out for my health. Yeah. Well, no, nobody else is going to do it for you. No. And nobody's going to come and rescue you. Nobody's going to come and tell you to do this or that. I mean, it's, it's, it, you got to motivate yourself. You got to encourage yourself. You got to pick yourself up. Not I've learned that man. I got some great friends and I love them, but how are they going to know when to call me when I'm really down? Not unless there's some kind of mind reader. They, hey, I'm, let me call Nick. Some of them's good at it. Some of them do call me when I'm really down. But a lot of times when I'm down, I don't even tell my wife because I don't want to bring her down. But, man, there's times where I just don't want to leave the house or do anything. It's just when I, I got to encourage myself, man. 
well, there's well, you, somebody out there needs to hear what we got. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Somebody needs to hear what me and you got. And if that means getting, getting their rump off the ground and pushing ourselves, somebody needs to hear, you know? Well, you've got to be the hero of your own story. There's too many people that are looking for other people to come save them, to give them the magical mm-hmm. the elixir or whatever mm-hmm. the magical, but that's not it. You got to find it within yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you have to be able to rescue yourself from situations. And I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, I started off all ago by with all this by saying you got preachers and you got warriors. I'll guarantee you just by, you know, especially you saying you got Aaron preach while ago, uh, you know, me and you are completely different people. There's no way that the majority of things, as far as our everyday lives, line up as equal to each other. But we both are Christians. Jesus Christ, both our Lord and Saviors. But we come about it in two different ways. We still see it in two different ways. We've made it our own journey, and that's why it probably means more to folks like me and you, because we've made it our own journey. And we've came that way. And it's because at some point in time, we had to realize that we had to be the hero of our own story at the end of the day. Yep. Nobody's going to come and rescue you, man. It's just, it's just one of them things that you just got to, you know, I like to think that I'm my daughter's hero. I don't know if I am or not. I like to think I am. And I'm sure deep down, she thinks nobody can take her old man, but that's not true. I'm sure somebody <laughs> out there can, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure somebody's out there got my number one day, you know, but you know what? if we're not trying to lead our family, that's one thing I got to step back and check. If we're trying to lead everybody else, but our own family, man, we're really, we're really off track. But, you know, if we're trying to, if we're trying to help everybody else, but our own wife and kids, and then we really need to take a couple of steps back. And I've had to do it a lot. Well, I mean, it's especially in the world we live in today, people have got to realize that, you know, I say on this show, a whole heck of a lot. It's you came in this world alone, you're leaving this world alone. It is your job in that middle dash to make everyone as happy and comfortable that you absolutely love. And the ones that don't really care about you and you don't really care about, you should never be concerned with anything for them. You should always be Mm -hmm. looking out for the ones that you actually love. And when you only focus on that, it's, it's amazing what all this toxic and just drama and other stuff just falls off your plate when you're focused on the things you ought to be focused on. Yep. Uh, a good example of that is uh, I was working third shift as a truck driver. Have you ever heard of Shaw Industries? Uh, uh, Carpet Mill, S-H-A-W. I think I have, actually. Yeah, they got all kinds of trucks. What part of Georgia did you say you was from again? I'm or right, what area? I'm right below Macon. I'm in Cochran, Georgia. Okay. I'm literally okay. in the – I think our county or the one above it is the actual center of Georgia. Okay. But um, it's – what was I talking about again? I got uh, Shaw, you got Shaw. I just, we get off track on the show all the time, big guy. Uh, it's Shaw Industries yeah. is what you were talking about. You was working third shift or being a truck driver. Oh, yeah. I was. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was working third shift, and a guy ain't seen me in like six months, uh, and he was like – he asked me if I was still married. I said, yeah, man. Uh, for like, I think it was around 17 years at that time. I've been married for 19 now. And uh, he said, oh, me and my wife, we was together for 30 years. And just and I said, no, stop, man, stop. I said, just because it happened to you don't mean it's going to happen to me. See, a lot of people, they got this mentality. If it happened to them, it's going to happen to you. And that's not true. Like, I cut him off. 
I didn't want that. I didn't want to hear that negativity. I didn't want that to enter my ears or my heart or even my thought process. Cause I probably would have meditated. I don't know not long ago. My wife's doing something behind my back or whatever. So, I mean, it, I think it takes a real mature person to really let people know, Hey, not around here, man. Don't, you know, go over there. I love you. I care for you, but we don't want that kind of stuff around here, you know, and stand up. We don't have to hear it, you know? Yeah. That, but that's the way you gotta be. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, that's the only way to live. I've got friends that I grew up with and they, I took some bad roads now. I, I'm not going to sit here and say like I didn't. Between the ages mm-hmm. of 18 and 22, I was a not a good person. I've been to jail. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've got a DUI when I was younger. Mm-hmm. My, da- my daughter came along, and it, it changed me. It changed me when I was mm-hmm. 23, 24 years right. old, whenever she's born. But before then, no, I wasn't a good person. And But I grew out of it. Like, I saw a reason to, to move forward with my life to become a better person. But I've got buddies that I love to this day that I will not go around. And I'm not, and I'm yeah. not, I promise you, I still drink. I still have a good time. I go to cons. I, I, I live my life the way that I want to live it. Cause like I told you a while ago, one day I've got an answer for that. I don't knock anybody else the way they live. I don't like anybody knocking the way I live It's to each their own. But some of these guys that I'm friends with that I absolutely love and care for are on a very bad path and been there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And eventually got to the point where it's like, look, you can't come around me no more, man. You, you, you mm-hmm. can't, this is, it's not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why temptations out there because it's out there of anything you, we have access to anything at our fingertips right here. It's called a yeah. cell phone. Anything you want's on there. Yeah. It's, it's dude, I, I, I commend you for that. You're, this isn't what I thought the show was going to be. But I like it so far. I like it so far. That I'm always uh, one of the things that I, I really wholeheartedly believe in is this: you're not always where you want to be in life, but you're always where God wants you to be. Like you, you might not understand why or what reason you're going through what you're going through, but with your pain comes a purpose. And if you'll get out of your own way and you actually look at the bigger picture, sometimes you figure it out soon. Sometimes you figure it out later. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know now that the way my whole day has gone to where it has led up to somebody canceling this morning and me reaching out to you or whatever, there'll be somebody that hears your message uh, and it helps them. And that's what all of this mm-hmm. is, uh, all this is about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on this, but I'm digging it so far. Well, you know, where you say where pain comes purpose, uh, pain comes growth. If you work out and I've worked out, uh, you know, you, you're tearing the, the, the muscle, you know, you turn the fibers. And a lot of times I feel like that's, that's my life. But, you know, through the pain of lifting those dumbbells or barbells, uh, you're stretching the muscle, you're tearing the muscle for regrowth to happen. And we got a choice. Either we can continue to our workout and continue to tear and grow or say, hey, I don't like this and quit and walk away. And that's the difference between a lot of people. I'm willing to go through the pain of next day. Usually it hits you the next morning. You're like, oh, God, I'm so sore everywhere, you know. And a lot of people ain't willing to go through that. They're not willing to go through the sacrifice to, to grow and mature. I, I think, man, it's a lot of these people, they just like maturity. And, and it just comes in growth. And they're not willing to go through the pain and that next level uh, to grow, to, you know, to grow to be a more mature person. I'd hate for you to tell a lie on the show. I do not work out. 
I do. I brought. I've. I have not worked out in a very long time. It hurts oh, too I, bad. It hurt. All oh, I. All, <laughs> all I do. All I do is eat. Not. I don't eat clean. Okay. I, I don't okay. eat clean. I just. Uh, what I do is I watched a documentary uh, a couple years ago when I started my weight loss, and it was just teaching you what your body was to design to eat fruits, mm-hmm. vegetables, uh, natural sugars. Um, I, I, for my, for the majority of my weight loss journey from three thirty down to two twenty, where I'm at now is I cut out all sugars, all artificial sugars that I could. Um, I just, I started eating stuff that your body was designed to eat fish, pig, mm-hmm. uh, cow, and you just don't deep fry everything that you eat mm-hmm. and you eat some salads and fruits along the way and you're good to go. Yep. Yeah, I do. I do low carb, man. I don't do, I don't do keto. I've tried that. Uh, it's not a permanent fix. And that's why I tell all these people. I mean, if you think you can eat five, I think, was it five to 10 net carbs a day, then then go for it. I can't do it. And there's no use trying to stick to something that you're miserable in the rest of your life. You know, just find something that that's halfway that you can do. And that is low carb. I just cut a lot of breads, you know, a lot of starches and stuff out of my diet. And that's what really worked for me. And it's, it's continued to work for me. I just don't eat a lot of bread. If I do, I just don't eat a lot of it. Noodles and stuff like that, you know, and, and I eat a lot of meat, a lot of lean meat. And that's, that's worked great for me. Yeah. Everybody's different. I I tell folks all the time when they ask me and it's like, look, you've got to find what works for you. And it's not a diet. It's a change of Mm -hmm. like your, your actual eating habits. It is. And, and honestly, folks, if you're listening right now and you're struggling with your weight, I know it sucks to start off with after a month or two, you forget that you ever even ate that stuff before because you feel so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I was never a big sugars guy anyway, but I would drink sodas just like everybody else, you know, all, all that mess. I never, ne- if I drink a soda now, it is zero calorie or zero sugar. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you just cut your sugars out, Oh my God, your body, your, your body will change so drastically in such a, not necessarily short period of time, but over three or four months to where you just, you realize that sugar is just killing you. Yeah. We, we love Coke zero. We, I really do. I love the taste of Coke zero, man. It's really good. I don't, I the Coke zero is, it's all right. For some reason, my grandma, my grandpa, everybody used to drink diet Coke. I know you're not supposed to drink Diet Cokes because aspartame or whatever it is, but I love Diet Coke. I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't even buy those anymore. Ever since they started making like these power waters with no sugar, a little bit of flavor to it, and like Propel Fitness water, mm-hmm. that's all I drink. They don't have no sugar in it. They got a little hint of something that that's in there. I, that's all I drink anymore. What um? So when did you start like uh? I guess the Holy Beards thing. I wanted to talk a little bit about that with you. Uh, yeah, the, the last week of December, we actually started it in 2020. Uh, the last week of December, I came on TikTok. And uh, I don't know how far you went back on my TikToks. I've only been doing it for, I think, almost eight months now. And uh, I just brought some regular blue bottles, man. I didn't have labels. And I just told everybody my story. I wanted to bring the best beard kit there is. And I'd done a TikTok about it. And back then it was called Bunyan Beard. It was uh, Paul Bunyan. Okay. Bunyan. Bunyan Beard was the first name of it. And my daughter renamed it. And uh, 
man, it just, it went viral, you know, and people ordered, I think it was 30 kits and we was printing, um, the labels off the printer that was, uh, paper. And, uh, cause someone says, Hey man, you can get in trouble for this. So like we were shipping them without labels and someone says, you know, you have to put the ingredients in there. And we're like, Holy crap, we got to do something quick. I think we might've shipped out like 10 or 15 without labels. So my wife just printed off the labels on the printer and we was taping them, uh, regular scotch tape and people's like, Hey man, this stuff's coming off in the shower and the bathroom, you know, I mean, we were really struggling, man. We're trying to create a company, but we didn't have a lot of money and was doing everything we knew because the product was good. It's just, we couldn't, I mean, now we have waterproof labels and stuff, but we had to get to that point because I didn't have tons of money to, you know, to spill out at it. And uh, we finally got to that point, but man, it just took one viral video on TikTok. And uh, the name Holy Beards is now my, it's been my name for about, I guess, seven or eight months now on TikTok. And it's, I just continue to grow on it, man. I've just been real, real with people and not trying to be something that I'm not. And uh, just pushing these products, man. Now I do it full time. This is, this is what I do full time. I've done this full time uh, for about four or five months now. So this is, and I, and I tell people, I mean, uh, support small business. I've never really looked at small businesses like I have until I become one. So now I go to mom and pop store. If I've got to pay them an extra buck for something, I'd rather help him out than help Walmart earn their next million or billion. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I'm at, man. And uh, TikTok. TikTok got it going, man. What can I say? It's it's been a huge platform for me for everything. The gospel, uh, the products, some of my funny videos I do on content on there. You know, I kind of mix it up between those three. But that's I started with started with no no labels, man. Just pure just bottles and and had a passion and a dream that uh I was gonna be here one day and it happened. Dude, that's cool. I'll uh you, you send me some shirts or whatever, and we'll make you a sponsor for the show for the next month. And uh, okay. I will, we'll promote your stuff every day. We get, uh, I don't know, I just like, I like stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of people that use social media, I'm not going to say bad, but, man, I get folks on this show. Like I told you, I, I have to turn some people away after I talk to them for a few minutes. And I, I hate being that guy. But at the same time, there's just people that I don't think are genuine and I don't like having them mm-hmm. like around me because I I'm up front. You, what, what you see is what you get. Anything I'm right. gonna say, yeah. Anything I'm gonna say to a person in a ballroom is the same thing I'm gonna say to a preacher. Like I mm-hmm. I'm just I'm that guy. Um, I don't believe that I'm supposed to hide who I am from mm-hmm. anybody that walks this earth when the good Lord knows who I am already. You know, right? I Absolutely. Mean, for good or bad. But uh, I love seeing people like you that are genuine people that you can tell to have a positive message. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what I was going to get with you. And I've took some other folks that were suggested to me and I would start interviewing them. And I'd be like, why does this person have a following? Like, why, why does this person getting any notoriety? Like, I just in my head, that's all I could think about the whole time I'm interviewing them. And uh, with you, when I when I kind of looked at some of your videos or whatever, I was thinking to myself, like, I, I, I love his message or whatever, but I feel like I've kind of you know, heard this somewhere before. And now it's really getting to talk to you, completely genuine, authentic, 
And uh, I understand why you've got, you've built a following and why you've built a business. You're, you're a good guy and it, it shows through your words. I appreciate that. And that person right behind me, right there is uh, is prime example. Well, why don't we tell the, can, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you're pointing at? That's my dad back there. He uh, passed away nine years ago. He's the best man I've ever met, been around. Man, he, I've never seen him complain. He, I've seen my dad throw up and go to work. He was such a powerful man. All five foot five of them. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he, 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 he was. He wasn't that tall. He was a Marine. And, uh, boy, he. I thought I could take him one night. And, uh, I, and I hated that I even challenged him. But I think it happens to all of us at one time when we think we can take our dad. But he just put me in a simple arm bar and twisted my hand and said it'd break it. <laughs> there's, so, not a, uh, there's not a boy in this world that doesn't have that argument with his daddy at some point in time. I've had it with mine. Yeah. But, man, I miss him every day. And uh, it's I'm glad I got to experience the time with him that I did. And I tell so many people, life's a vapor. This could be the last time you ever hear. This could be the last time I've heard of you. Yeah. You know, we can, we can both lay down. My mom died in her sleep. My mom went out in her sleep and uh, my dad went out with a heart attack at the hospital. They both died of heart attacks and boy, that there's anxiety. My dad went at 61 was my mom 63. And I'm like, man, if I ever get in my sixties, man, you talking about some, some hard years to try to push through, you know, knowing you lost your parents in their sixties, but, uh, he was a prime example, man. And, uh, he was an awesome man. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad I had a chance to, that he was my dad and he got to show me what a real man was. He was a prime example of it. Dude, that's cool. I'm not you gonna know? lie to you. That's cool. I literally got in an argument with my dad right before I got on the show. <laughs> and now, and now because of you, I had to call and say, I'm damn sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, hear I, I right, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it right now. Let's hear uh, it right now. Donnie, I'm sorry. Donnie, I'm sorry. I know you're going to listen to this. I'm sorry. He just, he got you out of trouble. No, you're right. You're right, dude. You're right. And, you know, there's a, man, I I don't know. know. That's for a subject for me with my parents. My dad is, my dad and my granddads are like everything to me. Busted their Mm -hmm. butts their whole life. Mm -hmm. I I got a granddaddy. That is six or 80 years old and still working, still mm-hmm. working. And I try my best to instill their work ethic into me, which I, I talk for a living. So it's very hard for me to, to even compare what I do to what they do or what they've done. Um, but as far as like my daughter goes, like I do my best to tell her to look at her granddads and her great granddads mm-hmm. and see the kind yeah. of men they were. The, the generation now, everybody, unfortunately, especially under 30, they're soft. Yeah, they don't, they are. they're soft. They don't mm-hmm. know what it's like to work. They don't know what it's like to earn, to, to actually, you know, to, you don't get to eat unless you go to work. And, you know, I, I do my best to instill that in her and other people that I talk to, because it's just the world we live in is too soft now. And it needs more folks like you. It needs more folks like your dad. And if you could hear a message from uh, your dad, oh, it'd be awesome. That's what people need to hear. Actually, I know you probably can't see it, but I have on my arm 
a memorial of my dad. That's his dog tags. It says, son, we don't work. We don't eat. That's cool, dude. That is a direct quote from what he, because man, we was raised poor with 13 people. I see eight, 10, 10 people in our family. And what, what we got out of the garden literally went on our stovetop. And I remember being tired, man. That's why I didn't do good in school. I was working in the garden till like nine, 10 o'clock. <laughs> like I, you know, I didn't have time to do, I'm being honest. I don't know if this generation even knows anything about that, but they don't, man, I, I didn't have time to do sports or, you know, nothing against all that, but man, dad worked us. We had garden to do, you know, dad was not going to pay nobody to mow his grass <laughs> when he had sons and daughters to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, man, it went straight from the stove. I mean, straight from the garden, straight to the stove. And I can remember over and over, son, we don't work. We don't eat. And I, it, it, it meant so much to me. I got it on my arm and you just, you just said it right there, right out of your own mouth. So, man, yeah. that's, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. What, uh, what's the hard hat that you just got made? That's got his picture on it. That's it's, so cool. Yeah. It's, uh, do you know where my hard hat's at, babe? My coal mine. That's my dad's actual coal mining hat. Uh, I had his picture airbrushed on it. That's his actual coal mining hat. That's what he wore. Did he coal mine till he passed away? Uh, he uh, he had a real bad mining accident, man. He died twice, and he came back the third time in a bad coal mining accident. And he lived, what, 15 years after that? I think God gave him 15 years to see his grandkids. Let's go. Cool. And because uh, my dad's supposed to have been gone, man, because he died twice, came back the third time on the on the helicopter, and uh, he was never the same, dude. They had him on so much medicine, he refused to take it because it, you didn't like how it made him feel. So my dad pretty much was in pain every day of his life, but he didn't complain about it. But uh, here it is, right here. It's uh, that's what he looked like right there. It's a identical picture of him right there. That's cool, dude. Yep. And Tim that was smiling, his, man. And that was his actual helmet. Yep. That's where he worked for in, in 97. That was the coal mines. Their lot went right here. So the lot would go through their belt. It, they'd hold like a battery pack. Yeah. They'd run a wire. Now they have them cordless, but a wire uh, would go through the back and run through the top and would sit right here it had like a metal clip in it and would sit right here that way they could see where they was going in the mines did he did he grow up in harlan and live there his whole life yes yes yep man i bet he was tough i bet he was tough as nails dude i i just couldn't imagine yeah. i just couldn't imagine i i promise you i'm not a bad dude at all until you mess with my family i believe that's with anybody yes sir but when when, when i tell people i'm from harlan they kind of look at me weird like don't hurt me because <laughs> i mean everybody every, that's everybody all you hear about it, about it man. that's yeah. all that's all you yeah. hear about it i know that uh that yeah. that song uh -oh. that, that song that i like so much that everybody's done but i think i think the one the version i like of it is uh brad paisley's but it's, oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's don't go to heart or don't mess with heart whatever it is uh this don't uh, You'll never leave Harlan alive. Yes, that's it. You'll never leave Harlan alive. Mm -hmm. So good. Yep. So yep. good. Never leave Harlan alive. Yep. You, Brad uh, Paisley. I, no, you go ahead. No, I, I was just saying, I, I never knew he, he was really young when he sung that, when you look it up 
on YouTube. I, I would have never thought that was him singing that song till I looked it up. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Um, I'm with musicians like half my life has been around musicians, and mm -hmm. every one of them they all want to write a song or sing a song about Harlan or they sing that song there. There's something about, and I don't know anything about it because I've never been up there. You're probably the first person I've ever actually even talked to that's families mm -hmm. from there or is from there. But it seems like every musician wants to write a song about Harlan, Kentucky. I think what Loretta Lynn even said something about some kind of holler in Kentucky or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, look, coal miner's daughter. Yeah, coal, yeah, right coal, there, yeah. Coal miner's daughter, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, mm -hmm. what, what do you got planned, or do you have any plans coming up for stuff that y'all are wanting to do with Holy Beards or, or with anything else with your, your social media outreach? Well, uh, we're in we're in Three Bears in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Are you familiar with Pigeon Forge? Oh yeah, I, I don't like it at all. But <laughs> I don't like the mountains. I'm I'm scared of heights. I, I'm scared okay. of heights. That's the only reason I don't like it. it's beautiful up there. It's absolutely beautiful. But yeah, we, we're in three barber shops. We're we're trying to push for stores. I mean, my online sales is okay, but it's it's like a heart attack. It's up and down as you yep. can, you know. You never know who's going to go online. You, you just, yeah. you don't know how your day's going to go. But yeah, we're pushing for, you know, a few, uh, to get in some barber shops and some more stores and, and, and hopefully get it out like that as well. Uh, we just came back from the rod run at Pigeon Forge. We set up as vendors Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then I'm going to go to uh, Panama City Bike Week uh, in October. And uh, there's supposed to be like over 40,000 bikers there. So I figured every biker I ever known has got a beard or some type of beard, you know. So I figured what a great opportunity to sell some beard products to some bikers. So uh, we're going to head out there. But I'm, I'm kind of getting more involved in like events like that now, you know, because I think we need the my next step is Holy Beards as a beard product. Was, I'm more of a one on one anyways. Like I love talking to people. I'm very social. So. You know, that's that's more up my alley anyways, is approaching people and talking to people and telling them about the product and stuff like that. So that's 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 what we're going to that's going to be our next step is, is to do more of that festivals, you know, set up as vendors and stuff like that to try to get our product out there more. Anybody is listening to this right now. How can they go order from Holy Beards? It's just Holy Beards with a Z dot com. You have, a you have apparel and everything, too? Do I have what? Oh, a, apparel. apparel, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hats and, and shirts. This is one of them I'm wearing right now. Uh, this is actually our new one. I just pretty much just put HB in there, which is our initials. And it's got the American flag back on it, and it's got a camo-looking front. And anybody, guys, I don't want to leave this out. Anybody, we've gave, a, we've gave away almost a 1,000 of these. If you are EMT, dispatch, corrections, military, uh, police, and it's so hard, it's so sad that you can support your first responders without getting pushed under the rug. Isn't that sad, man? Like, we've always how, supported these people. How, how, uh, I don't understand. <laughs> what do you mean getting pushed under the rug? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, talked about because we support our police and stuff. Oh, uh, the hell with them. I got fired from country radio last year because of that. I, uh, yeah, that's. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't get it. I showed uh, I showed my tail last year. Literally, I got fired on my birthday, September 10th last year. 
And I had, a, I had a couple complaints, but I had the number one country show in the state of Georgia. You would figure, you know, every once in a while, you let some complaints slide because you're making good money off of you. And uh, Antifa came to the town I was working in, and mm. they were protesting against our police officers. And I went out there and stood with them. I went out there and stood with them. And, and, mm. I'm the, and the thing is, I'm the guy that's been to jail. I'm the guy that's got a felony on his record. I'm the guy that's got <laughs> yeah. a DUI on right. my record. If, yeah. if anybody's going to – should be mad at police officers, it should be somebody like me. But the point right. is, they never did anything to me. And there's too yeah. many ignorant people out there that they just don't realize mm-hmm. that, hey, if you wouldn't have been messing up, you wouldn't have gotten in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it, it, it's your fault. It, it's your mm-hmm. fault that you got in trouble, but then you want to blame it for somebody. Just take the ticket and go. That's what you got to do, dude. Just just take – if you're going to fight it, fight it in court. Don't fight it there. Yeah. Just go to court and fight it, you know. But we give out these free dog tags, man. It's pretty cool. We gave almost a 1,000 of these away. They're metal dog tags. It comes with a chain. And all they got to do is put it in the comments, and we even give them these red, white, and blue silicone silencers that goes on them. It's super cool. And uh, I think we're almost at a 1,000 now giving them away, That's these cool, dog dude. tags. Y'all are going to do do real good. You got a real solid business plan. You got the heart behind it, which is the most important thing. Now you, it it makes sense why you had the following you had now have now. I didn't get it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a very upfront person and I just, I didn't understand. I understand now it it took whatever 50 minutes. We're in now. We got a few minutes left and it took that long for me to get why people adore you and why you got tagged in my stuff so many times. Well, it's it's an honor. Uh, I've seen a few of your videos. The one I really love is your daughter throwing up at the ball game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was so much truth to that. I mean, you were speaking facts so much in that video. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But I, here's going to be our new for the winter. We got these leather patches, man. Check that that's out. That's cool. pretty cool. That's We're cool, gonna dude. put them on be- some beanies, man. Hey, I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit of uh, advice from somebody <laughs> who does merch to, to somebody else is doing it. There's yes. a website. There's a website. Mm-hmm. It's called Printful. P R I N T F U L. Printful. Printful. Mm-hmm. Go check them out. I, I'm all about supporting small business, just like you. I, mm-hmm. I, I love doing it, but. Certain things are very hard for local vendors to make. Certain things are oh, real yeah. hard as pain in the butt. Printful, I agree. Printful. And if you're listening to this, anybody associated with y'all right now, you better send me something for free or a check or something. Um, because they are. They're great. Um, they are very quick with turnarounds, nothing over two weeks. But anything you order from them, they offer embroidery. They offer sublimation. They order... It's all the things that small town companies are very hard to get. And, dude, cost efficient. Maximizes your dollar so good, so well if you order in bulk. And also, too, they offer it to where – I don't know if you've done any dropship companies yet or know what that is, but that's a, that's mm-hmm. a huge right. – dropship is where um, – I've ran into this problem several times. I'll post a new item, a new shirt or something, and I'll buy in bulk mm-hmm. at like 100 um, and then I'll have 200 orders. So then you've got people waiting three weeks for the person making right. my shirts to get. It's it's very big pain in the butt because you don't want people to wait that long for a Mm-mm. shirt or whatever. Right. So Printful 
you can order from them and they'll ship directly to your uh to the customer okay so, i, I mean it, it works to where they don't have to i mean they take a small percentage but it's where it's worth it to your customer to where they don't have to wait so long i got you instead of them shipping it to you and then yep. you shipping out to them they just ship straight to they, them they make it in two or three days and they got it to them in two right. or three days you can't i mean when you're out of stock it's perfect it changed yeah. it, it completely changed the way i do my website and, and everything now i can literally leave every design we've ever done on the website uh right. because they can get it to them but uh it's p-r-i-n-t-l-f-u-l that's right printful.com Printful. and you'll be surprised oh, okay. when you when you pulled that beanie up i'm ordering some beanies and okay. uh dude the by the time that they do the work for you, get them to you, you can't beat it. If there was a small business around here that could do beanies in the first place, and nobody in my area can. So I would be ordering from a bigger company anyway. Um, and this place right here, they just, they, they just, they're jam up, man. Um, also too, uh, I'll send you, when we get done with this, I'll send you somebody's contact information. It's a dude I went to high school with who's a graphic artist. I don't know who does all your, your stuff or everything, but he has been a blessing to us and uh, very affordable. So if it was everywhere you needed, I just, I know some people when they're first getting started, they'll do the most cost efficient logo or they'll buy, buy images off of websites or whatever to use for their stuff. But uh, this guy, he's, he's great. His name's Jay Piper. And, okay. uh, it, it'll help you out. But uh, before we get off of here, man, uh, I appreciate you come and drop your social media handles and tell them where they can get Holy Beard stuff one more time. And then uh, I'll let you get out of here. Okay. Uh, it's Holy at Holy Beards is on, is on TikTok. Just make sure you put a Z instead of a Y. And uh, same thing with the uh, internet. You just go put in www.holybeards.com. You should pull it up uh, with a Z and uh, it should we run off of Shopify, so it should directly pull it up there. And um, my Facebook is Nick Sargent, just N-I-C-K-S-E-R-G-E-N-T. And so is my uh, Instagram is, is Nick Sargent as well. Cool, dude. Well, man, I appreciate it. And, hey, when we get done with this, I'll message you on uh, TikTok, let you know it's up and running in the next 20 minutes. If you can make a video, share, tell people to go download it. Um, and we appreciate it. And, dude, it was a pleasure. You're a really good guy, and I hope you and your family pray for y'all's success. But uh, I don't Thank think we're going to have to worry about that. I'm pretty sure it's going to come hand in hand with your spirit. You guys yes. are a big guy. I appreciate you, man. I really do. You're welcome. Well, folks, thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. We will catch y'all next time.